Dr. Anthony Fauci says Christmas hosts should require proof of vaccination from guests before letting them in the door. A female swimmer speaks out regarding a man breaking women's swimming records. Plus, the Senate passes a resolution to nullify Biden's vaccine mandate. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. I hope you're having a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Dr. Anthony Fauci, because this guy, I mean, what can you say? He's taken his 15 minutes of fame and milked it into nearly two years. He lives to spread gloom and doom regarding COVID and whether it is masks or vaccinations or gatherings. He preaches a political message and not a scientific one. He went on all the left-wing outlets, striking fear in Americans regarding the Omicron variant of COVID. Doctors in Africa were saying, hey, this variant is more mild. That didn't stop Fauci from fear-mongering. Now, he's finally stepping back and saying what the African doctors were saying from the beginning. But now, it's Christmas time, and it's another opportunity for Fauci to put science aside and go to the extreme. He's now saying that for holiday gatherings, Hosts should require proof of vaccination before anyone is allowed to come over. Yep, show me your papers is being suggested by Fauci. He's taking Biden's failing vaccine mandates to a whole new level, and it's really time for him to go. Here's Fauci during a live stream interview with The Washington Post. Let's take the holiday setting. You're with your family. You have grandparents and parents and children. When you get vaccinated and you have a vaccinated group and you are in an indoor setting, you can enjoy, as we have traditionally over the years, dinners and gatherings within the home with people who are vaccinated. And that's the reason why people should, if they invite people over their home, essentially ask and maybe require that people show evidence that they are vaccinated. This is unreal. The vaccination status of someone else has no bearing on your health or risk at all. That is the science. The vaccine is not a hazmat suit. It does not provide some kind of force field where COVID just bounces off. And that is the main thing to relay to friends and family members. Anyone can carry COVID. Anyone can spread COVID. In fact, a vaccinated person carrying a high viral load of COVID is more risky because the person will likely not be experiencing any symptoms but can still spread it to others. The main point is that each person should do whatever he or she feels is the appropriate level of protection. No vaccine? Okay. Vaccine? Okay. Vaccine plus 17 masks? Whatever. The point is that the person chooses whatever they choose does not affect you. However, that doesn't stop Fauci from saying that the freedoms in the Constitution are somehow just guidelines or suggestions. Here's Fauci on MSNBC. So I would prefer, and we all would prefer, that people would be voluntarily getting vaccinated. But if they're not going to do that, sometimes you've got to do things that are unpopular, but that clearly supersede individual choices and are directed predominantly at the communal good. And that's what we're talking about when we're talking about requirements. I guess Fauci has never heard of the Constitution. It's clear that Biden's mandates are failing, both politically and in the courts. So what is Fauci doing? He 
He's sucking in all the air he can on left-wing media outlets. I showed him with the Washington Post, then MSNBC. Here's Fauci on CNN saying that even the term fully vaccinated will soon be changing. Is it a matter now of when, not if, the definition of fully vaccinated changes? You know, my own personal opinion, Kate, is what you said is correct. It's going to be a matter of when, not if. Yep. Fauci is pushing for that optional booster to now be part of the requirements. This, along with pushing vaccinations for children who statistically have essentially zero chance of dying. If there's one thing that is clear, Fauci is not following the science. All right, next let's look at a follow-up of the male swimmer who is breaking women's records. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, Hit that subscribe button. Make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. As I reported on Monday, there is a swimmer on the University of Pennsylvania women's swimming team who spent his first three collegiate seasons in men's swimming. Why? Because he's a man, a guy, a biological male. Well, now, because of wokeness and the spinelessness of collegiate administrators and the infiltration of the left wing into these activities, the NCAA allows men to compete on women's sports teams. In this case, this guy, known now as Leah Thomas, is shattering women's swimming records and fellow teammates aren't happy about it at all. In a Fox News exclusive, one of the women on the women's team spoke out because the situation is unfair violates the true spirit of athletic competition, and it goes against common sense. Here's the story. While University of Pennsylvania transgender swimmer Leah Thomas, who spent three years at the Ivy League school swimming as a male, has been busy smashing pool records, friction has been building within the team, according to a Penn female swimmer who said she feared for her ability to find employment after graduating from college for sharing her honest opinion about a transgender teammate. Thomas's latest round of swimming record destruction came at a three-day meet in Akron, Ohio, where numerous pool, meet, and program records weren't just destroyed, but lowered to a point where they may never be broken. In the 1650 freestyle final, Thomas didn't just win and set new program pool and meet records. It was total annihilation. Penn's Anna Kalandids finished in second place 38 seconds behind Thomas. 38 seconds. Can you believe this? And yet, this is perfectly fine for the NCAA. There is a woman who is not on the Penn team because of this guy. There are women who didn't get recognized with medals on the podium because of this guy. But outwardly, everyone is just pretending that this is okay. Pretty much everyone individually has spoken to our coaches about not liking this. Our coach, Mike Schnurr, just really likes winning. He's like most coaches. I think secretly everyone just knows it's the wrong thing to do, the female pen swimmer said during a phone interview. When the whole team is together, we have to be like, oh my gosh, go Leah, that's great, you're amazing. It's very fake, she added. The Ivy League is not a fast league for swimming, so that's why it's particularly ridiculous that we could potentially have an NCAA champion. That's unheard of coming from the Ivy League. Thomas's teammate explained. On paper, if Leah Thomas gets back down to Will Thomas's best times, those numbers are female world records, faster than all the times Katie Ledecky went in college. 
faster than any other Olympian you can think of. His times in three events are female world records. So that's the update. It's disgraceful, doesn't follow any kind of science. And for the left who say they are the champions of women and women's rights, they have sold out to push this agenda instead. All right, next we have Mitch McConnell in the Senate Republicans sending a major message to Joe Biden and his federal vaccine mandates. As you know, the vaccine mandate effort is crumbling around Biden and his administration. States are rejecting it. Courts are halting it. Now, the Senate has voted to nullify the federal regulation that mandates the COVID vaccine. Here's the story. The Senate narrowly passed legislation Wednesday nullifying President Biden's COVID-19 vaccine mandate on America's employers, kicking the fight into the House where Republicans are eager to hand the administration a bipartisan rebuke. In a 52-48 vote, lawmakers voted to invoke the Congressional Review Act, an oversight tool that lets Congress repudiate federal regulations by a simple majority. Every single Republican voted for the measure alongside two moderate Democrats, Senators Joe Manchin of West Virginia and John Tester of Montana. What a solid move, and special thanks is owed to Manchin and Tester for supporting this effort. And it was great to see Senate Republicans united on something that should be a no-brainer. However, we've seen in the past that you never know what some of the establishment Republicans are going to do. So this outcome is great. Here's more. I am a survivor of childhood polio. Trust me, there is no bigger proponent of vaccination than I am, said Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, Kentucky Republican. But here's the thing. The United States of America is a free country. Elites in Washington cannot micromanage citizens' personal choices without a legitimate basis in law and the Constitution. Republicans also argued the mandate, which demands that private sector companies with more than 100 employees require vaccination or risk financial penalties, would result in countless American workers losing their jobs. Manchin said his vote stemmed from an unwillingness to penalize businesses or workers for not being vaccinated. It also helps that Manchin is from West Virginia and Tester is from Montana, two very, very red states. The resolution overturning the mandate now heads to the House, with Biden polling so terribly and some House Democrats fearful of their re-election prospects, there's a chance that it could pass the House as well. Biden has said he will veto the resolution, but it puts him and any Democrat who votes no on record for being against freedom and the Constitution. Okay, so we've had Dr. Anthony Fauci, a male swimmer breaking women's swimming records, and Democrats pushing vaccine mandates. We need to ask them, do you have a relaxed brain? I got what you call like... I don't know, a relaxed brain. All right, first let's look at Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who is now blaming retailers, store owners, for not fighting crime. It's amazing what some of these leftists will say, and Lightfoot often leads the way. Some of the retailers downtown in Michigan Avenue, I will tell you, I'm disappointed that they're not doing more to take safety uh, and make it a priority. For example, we still have retailers that won't institute uh, plans like having security officers in their stores, uh, locking up uh, their merchandise at night, chaining high-end bags. These purses seem to be something um, that is attracting a lot of attention on these organized retail uh, theft units. Lifefoot wants businesses that are already struggling to go ahead and pay for private security and lock up those purses 
because that draws in the criminals. Uh, maybe it's the idea that they know the Democrats are soft on crime and want to defund the police. I'd put my money there. And then we have the narcissist-in-chief, Hillary Clinton, who wanted so badly to be president that she is now publishing her victory speech and being called brave for doing it by people like those on the left wing, The View. Check it out. As part of a masterclass episode, which was released Wednesday by NBC's Today program, the failed 2016 Democrat presidential candidate read from the remarks she planned to read on the night of November 8th, 2016. I've never shared this with anybody. I've never read it out loud. But it helps to encapsulate who I am, what I believe in, and what my hopes were for the kind of country that I want for my grandchildren and that I want for the world that I believe in is America at its best, Ms. Clinton says in Wednesday's video. So, do you think that's brave? It sounds just like another chance to get back in the spotlight. And then, how about some breaking headlines from the Babylon Bee? First, there's a strange twist of justice now that the verdict has come down in the Jussie Smollett case. Cruel. Jussie Smollett will be forced to share a jail cell with his attacker. That one cracks me up. Or how about CNN updating their employment guidelines? CNN HR department considers adding, are you a creepy pervert to employment application? CNN is just a mess. And with that, I'm ready for the weekend. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show is going to be Monday evening at the usual time, 6.30 p.m. Central. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.